Hello and welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Frasier. I'm Will. I'm Kay. And this week we're looking at season four, episode seven, A Lilith Thanksgiving, in which Frasier and Lilith spend their holiday season pursuing a prestigious school's approval for Frederick. Now, Key, there's a lot of questions I could have asked you this week. There's a lot of, there's a lot happening in this episode that I, I like and I wanted to kind of get your opinion on. Gonna keep it simple. Have you ever had a black eye? Uh, yes, I have had a black eye. Have you? Can you maybe tell us its origin story? Um, so when I was a little kid, uh, my brother and my dad were sword fencing with two big, like, wooden sticks. Oh, my um, God. I think they'd, like, taken off, like, the top of a broom and then top of possibly a mop. Wow. Uh, and we using that. And I did not realise, walked into the back garden just as my brother was pulling back. Oh. He hit me flush in the eye. Um and I got a black eye from that. Jesus. And um, and I remember my mom just telling. I think it must have been like a Saturday or a Sunday. And my mom telling me before I went into school on Monday, I'll oh, just tell everyone you went ten rounds in Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> oh my okay. god, man! Ten oh. seconds in Mike Tyson, you would be dead. <laughs> Especially in that age. I, I don't like this lack of confidence. Man. <laughs> okay. You're a beefy kid. I should have backed you more. Um, but yeah, that's that's unpleasant. Um, yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, um, I'm, fa- I'm fairly certain I've had them, but I can't remember when and not, not often. I think it's probably from smacking my nose. That's a common thing, isn't it? You hit your yeah, nose. Like, like the ridge of the nose. Yeah, both of them end up going going black. We should say Americans, I don't know if it's nationwide, but I know a lot of Americans call them shiners. Yeah, um, so if Americans are wondering what the hell a black eye is, then that's what we call it here in uh, in the UK. Um, but yeah, they're, they're not great because you're kind of unavoidable once you've got that bang and then you just stuck with it and it's a big talking point. You're kind of a little bit embarrassed, you know. See, I generally know what's an I'm in 10 rounds with Mike I mean, Tyson, kid, mate. <laughs> you're like, yeah, look at me. <laughs> yeah, what have I been up to? <laughs> Scrapping I mean, away. Just, I mean, nowadays it's not a great look, is it? It's like you're in a meeting and then, and you can just tell the people on the other side just saying, oh, how did he get that black guy? Yeah, what's he what's been, he been is doing? He, is he down the social club on Saturday night? You know? <laughs> um, so, yeah, listeners, if you've ever had a black eye, get in touch, let us know. Because um, Freddie certainly gets a real juicy one in this episode. Yeah. Um, shall we took ourselves into Trivia Corner this week? Okay? Yeah, let's do it, mate. Excellent. Looking over at the Reddit, um, I can see Cam Winston sent them in, um, but MKs may be misplaced. And I was chatting to them earlier, I think this week on Facebook. So um, I'll ask these questions and I'll go and do a bit of investigating, but I'm sure Corey's busy. This is his busy time, um, as they say. Um, so I will open with uh, Cam Winston for UK. Number one, what date was this episode released? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bamo. Bamo. Uh, <laughs> oh, I haven't got a clue. Um, I'd... Use your. Okay, so it's going to be around Thanksgiving, isn't it? Um, and I'm struggling to. Even the way the calendar falls, Thanksgiving is probably always on like one of three to four dates, maybe. Um, that's I, I'm not I'm not certain with the maths there, but. Okay, so let's work this out. Mm-hmm. I, what year did Frasier first go on? Let's work out from We'll go from year. I always start with season one that year. Yeah. Then, and yeah. I, I was season one, I think 93, mm-hmm. I think 93. Correct. So 94, 94. So that'll make this what 96. Oh, I've got 96 here. I'm not okay. afraid to tell you that. Was that in 96? Now you told me, does Thanksgiving move or is it the same day? I, it, it's. I think it's always the last Thursday in November. Don't hold okay. me to that. Um, okay, but so it's always around the same date. 
similar date. This year, you told me it was on the 25th. I think I did. So 96, that's what? That's um, Oh, my God. Are you going to do, do the maths, are you? No, I'm not going to do the maths. I'm oh, my God. I thought you were about to like, know how to work out that then. I was like, oh, this is like rain, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's been three leap years. Oh, um, my God. So you do... Oh, so oh, the square God. root of a hypotenuse <laughs> <laughs> it's equal to the sum of the other two sides <laughs> I knew that was going <laughs> um, okay so I've I forgotten what I said in terms of year, like a 25 so you got some okay I'm just going to say because I think the leap years are balanced out so far I'm just going to say 25th of November 1996 as Ken Bruce on Popmaster would say you are one Day out, oh! the twenty sixth of November, nineteen ninety six. Oh, I'm so sorry, Key. Um, so close. Yeah, I have a feeling it's always around twenty fifth, six, yeah. maybe seven, maybe pushing it a little bit. I don't know. Um, listeners will be able to tell us. Um, but yeah, so close there, Key. Apologies. <laughs> Number two, what is significant about Frederick in this episode that we haven't seen before? And maybe you don't need to think too abstractly about this is it the fact that it's new kid's first appearance it is i don't suppose you know his name do you oh i made a note of it it's <laughs> only kind of it's only kind of famous because it gets mentioned a fair bit in like fraser fan club and he, you know it, it's not like super re- common knowledge i remember re- noting it i it's quite like is it like his last time is it i Einhorn, yeah, Einhorn. I can't remember his first name. It's very not young. It's not a youthful name. Um, I was having a chat about this. Like, I was having a chat about baby names the other day, like people who like wait until the kid's born to like pick a name. It's quite then, common, I think. Yeah, I, th- I think that's quite weird though. Because what kid is ever born? You look at him as a baby, right? And you go, "That's a Tony." That's a t- look at him. That's a Tony. <laughs> look at him, and he's screaming it, <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> um, okay, old old names. Uh, there's Henry. Um, Henry Einhorn. That's a good name. That's a good name. It's better than his current name. Is no, it? no offense to uh, the man in question. I've no idea. That's... It's it's. Okay, one last clue. I don't know how well you know your British soaps. Very, very famous um, storyline in EastEnders where a woman, you know, you're not going to know, are you? The only thing I know about EastEnders was it like the guy. Little, little Mo kills this, her abuser with an iron, and th- this is his name. The only thing I know about EastEnders is it was it like Dirty Den? It was like on Christmas Day, it was like, please, on a paper, it's to divorce. Yeah, man. The most viewed ever episode in the UK. <laughs> It's um, Trevor. Trevor. Oh, the name of our caretaker at school. Trevor. Big Trev. Oh, my God. Big Trev. Yeah, yeah. man. How can I forget Big Trev? Shout out if he's listening. Um, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. <laughs> Question three. According to Roz, what is Frasier, quote, not doing right? Oh, is it like um, having guests stay the night? He's like, um, I frown at guests staying the night. And he's like, well, you're doing it wrong. I frown on overnight guests. Yeah. Absolutely spot on key. Well played. Trivia from Little Owlet in the Glen. Yeah. What are the only things the Crane Boys can catch? Sarcastic nuance, I think. Yeah. And the occasional virus or the occasional cold? Occasional virus is yeah. spot on. Um, but I would have accepted cold. You'd be pleased to know, okay, a very <laughs> benevolent man. Um, you're doing very well here. In question, um, hang on, where are we now? Trivia for Niall Crane. In yeah. the kitchen at Lillis, how many pots do we see on the pot stand? This is, I think, by the door. 
Um, I did briefly take a note of this because they're all like copper, um, but I didn't count. Um, but it's quite a nice stamp. As, as I was telling you before we came on, uh, I, I just spent the entire time living in jealousy at her kitchen. Oh, man. I mean, oh, like, I, hate this, I hate this woman. How dare she? I hate her, how dare she flaunt I, her wealth like this? I, I hate people who have a nice kitchen or a nice... Basically, I hate American houses that all look beautiful. Yeah. And they all look spacious. Because you um, and I are never going to live in anything close to that. Exactly. <laughs> um, oh... I've got no idea. I, I imagine it's, I can't even picture in my head, but I imagine it's like a row and you have all the different sizes and it looks beautiful. It's hanging over the stove or something like that. If this, ma- if this makes it any easier, it's a freestanding uh, pot stand and it's by the door and it's probably about six feet tall. Um, That's going to be quite a few then. Hmm. I don't want to give you any any more clues, but um, just I, mean, I don't, don't even know how you. many pot, how many pots do you need in like she had a she had like it's, two it's, ovens. It's very so bougie. Let's put it that way. But bougie, bougie. You never heard the term bougie, gay? I think like bourgeois. Yeah, bougie. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've never heard anyone shorten it to bougie. Bougie's <laughs> like one of those common terms of our I'm, generation. I'm sorry. I'm I'm clear, we're clearly running in different circles. Come on, man, bougie. Yeah, very um, very bougie. Oh, okay. Um, let's say nine, and that's a complete stab in the dark. Oh my god, it's close, man. It's seven. Oh, but I mean, it was—it's tough because you think of a pot stand, you think, oh, there's probably loads. But then I guess if you if you boil it down, no pun intended, to how many pots oh. you do use in a kitchen, um, you're never really going to be reaching for more than seven, are you? That's true, but I mean, she does have a, like a lovely kitchen. And... Two ovens, and the most a very bumper apple crop on the table of the fruit bowl is is. Yeah. Greatly filled, um, yeah. a cornucopia. Okay, trivia from finally from Hot House Orchid to see this particular section to a close this week. Okay. Dr. Campbell has an unusual number of busts decorating his home. How many do we see in this episode? I wish oh, I had like a sound effect board that, like, you know, went mm, when I said busts or something, just like in I your, mean, in your yeah, window was, noise. There was a joke I could make, and I was like, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> um, oh. I've got no idea. I mean, I remember, I vividly remember one, but there's obviously more than that. Um, but I don't remember the others. Um, I was too busy trying to get the Oscar my ear joke. Um, oh, so good. Uh, six. And that's a complete stab in the, stab in the dark. Does he have six busts? Okay. Is it six? He's got six masks. <laughs> he has got one by the front door, one by the door leading presumably to the kitchen, three by the bookcases, and a small one that might be a bust or maybe just a statue on the side table in the living room. That was six. a complete guess. What a sixy answer. Absolutely <laughs> top-notch. Right, kid, you have a few prepared for me? Yes. I have a um, feeling I've stepped on your toes somewhere here just because the nature of this of this um, quiz, uh, this episode, I feel like, I don't know. No, so far you've been okay. The first oh, one nice. is incredibly harsh, and if you get it, I will be so impressed. Okay, if it's about an actor name, I'm scared, but go. Ah, uh, uh, it's not about an actor name. Okay, it's about a character name. Okay. Uh, <laughs> go. Okay, Doctor Campbell has six guests for Thanksgiving. Name them. We Shit. hear we hear three names, I think, and the further the other three are shown in the end credits. Oh bugger me! Yeah. Also, just as a as a, I don't know if this is another question of yours, but she does say Campbell's first name at one point when he's in the basement. I, is it I, Colin? I I think it's Colin. I yeah, think it's I Colin. She said Colin. Um, Elliot. Elliot is one. Elliot is one. Oh, 
shut up, Elliot. Or, yeah. Um... yeah, Elliot, and I'll give you a clip. The two kids, they're the ones you hear Elliot and the two kids in dialogue. The, the two wives and the other man you only see in the end credits. I'm devastated. I'm going to have to tap out so early, but I have nothing here. The kids, um, someone is thriving at the Barclay School. Um, yeah, that's the context. Yeah. Um, I'm going to guess Henry. Not Henry. We could be here all day with my guesses. Um, um, I would my... say they're quite president. Well, the male names are generally one of the big exceptions. George? Quite presidential. Ooh. One in particular is very presidential. Is there a George? Um, just, no, no, no George. Very presidential. So Joseph? No. No. Um... Last names. Oh, the last names of the, presidential. Last, one is that it would work very well as a, the last name of a president. Roosevelt. <laughs> um, <laughs> None of the kids are called Roosevelt. <laughs> uh, oh, you have to tell me, man. Uh, I think one kid is called Reagan. Oh, I mean, that's, a, that's a woman's name, I think. Um, someone is called Reagan, I think. Yeah, like, they, not to me? dispute you, just more like, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I've got Elliot, Reagan, and Wesley are the Wesley, names. We hear on Wesley, Wesley, and then in the end credits, it shows a Pamela, Cynthia, and Preston. Oh man, and I, I think they can only be those three. They're the only people. Jane Lynch played maybe Cynthia or Pamela. Yeah, either, one of either, yeah either Cynthia or Pamela. Yeah, mm. God, so, good question. I wish I'd be able to take more of a stab at it. That wasn't great. Another name-based question next. Oh, Christ. What is the name of the son of Senator Geiger? Oh. That's exactly the kind of behaviour is why X um, isn't suitable for Marlborough or something like that, I think he says. Oh, my God, man. Can I be just beginning initial? N. N. Yeah, as in nitro or... Mm. I don't think it's to be Nigel. Um, Nigel Geiger. Nigel Geiger. Nathaniel. No. Oh, that's a, that really had a moment there. I thought I've got it. <laughs> Tell me, Kay. Uh, I think Noah. He says Noah. That's quite Noah. a very in vogue name at the moment. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God damn, this is rubbish for me. <laughs> okay. Last question. What has Roz never looked after before, according to Fraser? Delicate flowers. Delicate flowers. Thank you for Correct. throwing me a bone at the end. Okay. <laughs> I've looked after your show for four years, haven't I? Um, top, top notch. Well, that wasn't a great showing for me. I but um, excellently well, mate. You got Elliot. You be quiet. <laughs> you got Elliot. Billy Elliot. Um, thank you, everyone who sent in trivia this week. Um, MK, if you have sent trivia somewhere and it's been misplaced, huge apologies on that front. Um, I'll keep investigating. Um, but yeah, keep it coming, please. Shall we jump into the review, okay? Yeah, let's do it, mate. Animation watch, take it away. I think it's lightning. Mm. And I think we had that very recently. I think we might have had it last episode. It's certainly bit, at I, least two episodes ago. I thought I'd put the wrong episode on again. And yeah. I don't like this repetition, people. What's very yeah, come on. Very rare to have the same on back to back. So yeah. it might particularly have been when it's lightning and wars. it's not just like a you know, lights coming on mm. or a lift going up. If it's a it's, unique one. Yeah, but now it's no. not feeling unique at no. all. Now it's now it's just the lift, oh, you know, it's yeah. lost its cachet. Again. Oh, God. Um, is is the cabin... <laughs> we open with Niles on the phone now. Is the cabin ready? Good. Case of Montrachet? Good. What's the last one? 
Oh, is it um, spiders? Oh, would Paul thoroughly check for spiders? Yeah. Good. Um, I, I that's think... no joke. They do go in there. Okay. Or in wood piles. You gotta be careful, man. Yeah. Honestly, don't don't F about. I, I love Nas. It's not this call, but his second call to Buck is is my favorite. Uh, about the mints on the pillow. Oh, say say the line. <laughs> I can't remember what he says. It's like uh, um oh, isn't it like um oh is it get the mints off the pillow? Like, take, yeah, it's like take the mints off the pillow. The way he says it, he's he so says- like he says it really quite weird, doesn't he? He does. Um, um, I've got something to say about that call, actually, which I'll say for the uh, for the review. Um, but yeah, like this sounds like a lovely Thanksgiving being prepared, like a rustic cabin Thanksgiving. I mean, you know as well as anyone that I love a cabin episode, so kind of feel... Would you rather have seen that episode than this one? <sighs> Lilith, Frederick, and the three of them in a cabin Honestly, together. 100% yes. Um yeah. But Fraser and Lilith and, and the Marbury guy are top notch. Um, and I, I could watch them for the whole episode. Um, not I don't I don't dislike the B plot back at Lilith's house, but there's not a yeah. fat lot going on. Um yeah. obviously there's no Daphne or Ross, so but I think that would have been a, a good what about you, or do you prefer what we got? I'd have much preferred the cabin. I think I I, I it's weird. This is another episode. I'm saying this quite early on in the episode that I came in with very high expectations, remembering it very well. And then there was a little bit less substance in the plot than I expected or remembered. Mm. Yeah. I remember there being a bit more bang to it and it's a little bit, mm. not so much. You weren't you weren't getting the bangs that you wanted. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So shame to hear. Um, <laughs> we'll, uh, well, we'll get into the bangs as the review goes on. <laughs> Um, Lilith, her broom touches down at 11. Um, top notch, like little ja- uh, jab from Martin here. Um, very common kind of theme. Obviously, they have the, the blood coming out of the taps or something they mention in a different episode in the apparent trap in season seven. That's where Martin opens the door and goes, Is the witch gone yet? And then she's standing right there. Um, so they do love a, a good witch metaphor for Lilith. Um, all the more, the more I watch this. The more I watch Lilith episodes, I showed Charles the apparent trap like not long ago, um, which she was a huge fan of. Um, Lilith is just so good. Like I hate the abuse she gets from, particularly from Martin. Um, you yeah, know. maybe there was a lot of animosity in the way the marriage broke down. But I mean, these days she's just a bit sarcastic. Yeah, you know? in in the context of the show and taking absolutely nothing else, she is very. She's quite. She's pleasant. She's nice. Yeah, she's got a heart. It's like you know. Um, but I suppose that she is very different personality-wise to um, to Martin, and I think that she has probably softened up in the run of Frasier compared to what she was like off stage before that. Um, like, I think when you compare it to the first episode, her first appearance um, in in Frasier, not in Cheers, that she's she is a bit more aloof, a bit more. Not witch-like, but you could see the, maybe the comparisons a bit more. Mm. Um, and I think that it, those, those jokes probably stem from that rather than the run of the show. I think so. I think so. She just, yeah, she does get a bit of a bad rep from uh, from bad rap rather from some of these. Um, Daphne is going to San Francisco to visit her trans priest uncle. I think. Um, yeah. Just this comes out Jackie. of nowhere. 
Jackie. Um, his congregation really don't love it. Um, just kind of comes out of nowhere. Why would you have family in San Francisco? Um, it is a bit of a strange one, isn't it? Though? San Francisco makes sense, like canonically. I think it's kind of like a, an LGBT hub, um, like, like historically. Um, so that that scans, but the fact that Daphne has roots there doesn't, yeah, doesn't really make sense. It's never been brought up before at all, I don't no. think, that I remember. Um, and you would think that if she had family in San Francisco, she'd probably mention it by now. It's she'd not that far from Seattle in the grand scheme of America's vast geography, you know. It's yeah. just like you head south for like a few hours um, yeah. via so... plane, not via car. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Um, kind of, kind of comes out of nowhere. Daphne also showing Roz around the kitchen. Uh, I'm pretty sure she's been to before. And it's not very big. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not Lilith's kitchen, you know. Yeah. There's not two ovens. You don't here. have to talk through the different pans in this instance. Exactly. Um, so yeah, the I know what these other six pans are for, but what's this one for? <laughs> Ross has definitely been in there before as well. Um, yeah. so who knows? Um, when Nars sits down on the sofa now, um, quite cute. I don't know if you noticed Eddie was like leaning his little chin on Nars's leg. Um, just a little tender moment. You don't see a lot of Nars and Eddie interaction in the show, as far as I'm concerned, at least. Um, so yeah, that was quite cute. And then there's this funny Thanksgiving story involving ribbing Maris. Um, can you remind us what they were doing to her again? Um, he plopped a big wedge of pumpkin pie right in front of her, and we all laughed. <laughs> 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 then I put a big scoop of whipped cream on it top and we laughed some more. We laughed some more. Then her eyes welled with tears and we all knew it was time to stop. <laughs> the delivery of that. He looks so wistful and pensive as he's kind of remembering that. We all knew it was time to stop. Um, that girl was most, one of my favourite lines in this episode, I think. Um, yeah, I'll just put my next bullet point. It's Martin and Nas are very mean about Lilith, really. Especially considering Nas has, you know, slept with her. Um I mean, come on, Nars. You know, you're being you're being pretty nasty. Oh no, he hasn't. He yet, hasn't has this, but I was gonna say, no, he's not at this stage. Oh god, no. There, I was, ahead there. This is when all the series gets confused. That's yeah. very true. So yeah, maybe kind of ironic that he ends up sleeping with stage, a bit. It's just been, what he's laying down. Yeah, Bora Bora and Hubba Hubba. Uh, and and season one, I think that's the only times we've seen her so far. That's true. Um, um yeah, yeah that is true man yeah. it feels like she's been away for a long time this is only her if you count uh bora bora as just one story this is only her third story I think. so she's not she that would have mean she wasn't in season three at all um does that scan yes i think that's correct yeah god man because in season three we see freddie and fraser grinch but we don't see her in it. oh yeah and it's different freddie too um yeah it's cute freddie Cute Freddy, with, but with not, no as, not, not as good, not as good actor Freddy, I'd say. I don't know. He was so adorable, though. Like, when I wake up, it'll be Christmas. Hilarious <laughs> <laughs> um, comes out of a coma. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so cute. That was cute, to be fair. Um, I put. I, oh yeah, when he's on the phone now, he's like, "Yes, Lilith. Yes, Lilith. Gee, it's like they're still, still married." <laughs> really good line. Um, the Fraser, the Fra- no, the Crane boys have always kind of had a bit of a weakness for being subservient to the women in their life. Um, at least the women they're romantically involved with. Um, here's a question, Key, because at, at some point here, it's I think, I think it's Daphne maybe mentioning to Ross about the toilet paper orientation. Um, I think that's what they're talking about. Not about paper folding oh. out of the front or the back. Um, yeah, he like the paper towels, he likes the flap facing the front, but the t- bathroom tissue 
the flat faces the back. Well, here we go, Key. You know what I'm going to ask you because this was a debate on like a, an advert campaign in the UK a few yeah. years ago. On your toilet roll, is the flap at the back or the front? Uh, the flap should be at the front. Absolutely spot on. Because if it's at the back, I, I want to know exactly where, where is it? How much is that? It's just much easier to tell if I can see the flap. Yeah. I'm and also in. just more aesthetically it, pleasing. It is. It's, it's inviting. Like, it's like, come, take me. Yeah, um, it's like, you know, come and take a back, seat, take a load off. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't want to <laughs> reach around where I can't see. I feel down, like I'm in a, you know, yeah, the, the, the peep show or something <laughs> in the bathroom of a nightclub. I'm like, no, come on. The toilet paper like that. It's like, come on, sit down, take a load off. You know, take five. Whatever happens, happens. But I'm with you all the way. You know, that's what that toilet paper is saying. Um, so, yeah, people let us know. But if, if you're flap at the back, you may have to stop listening to this podcast. <laughs> that's all I'll say. Um, some school, the way Kelsey delivers this now, and he's at Marbury Academy. Um, just oh, before he's a, that, though, oh, I love Niles' moment. When, when Fraser says that he's passed his qualifying exam, Niles with huzzah. <laughs> There's not many moments to justify a huzzah. Huzzah! <laughs> we should bring that back. We should try and... I wish I had, a, again, if I had a soundboard. Huzzah! When you say something <laughs> something mildly amusing to, to, to sound like Lilith. Um, but yeah, like, that was very backhanded phrase. When you say something <laughs> mildly amusing. <laughs> <laughs> no, you make me laugh a great deal. Okay, you know that. Um, so yeah, so he mentioned Freddie's had accepted to the Marbury school and he's like... Yeah. Oh, what, what does Martin say? What is that? Some school or something? Yes, yeah, some school. Some school. <laughs> um, just yeah, I just I've got mixed feelings about prestigious private schools. Um, uh, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, Pro- it's quite we, clear, don't, yeah. we don't need to wade into that. <laughs> people, people know our, our beliefs on most things by by this point. I feel like there's a very different attitude in in like England and the UK more broadly compared to like America. I think so. I think we have very different social perceptions of that sort of thing and so yeah yeah ma- massively so um so this is my point earlier key when you're on about that that second phone call um about the, the taking the mints off the pillows yes. um Niles really doesn't seem to care that they're cancelling this cabin within I, seconds yeah i can't understand i can't quite remember the exact nature of call but i think he, he says it quite well he's like hello buck it's dr crane Take the mints off the pillow. Yeah, like, something like that. It's quite strange. It's it, 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 he just doesn't seem bothered. He's just been planning a lovely rustic trip for all of them, and now he's yeah. just been told by Fraser he's going to spend Thanksgiving in Boston yeah. with Lilith, who he's yeah. just been slagging off. And similarly, Martin Martin doesn't raise one word against this. It just doesn't like, doesn't make sense, does we're it? Doing, we're doing we're, we're, we're cancelling all our plans. We're going to Boston instead. Yeah, you know that woman you hate and you've just been slacking off. Are you going to spend Thanksgiving with her? You know, in her house. In it's her house. Be so, and yeah, bit of an odd one. one. I thought Niles might kick up a bit more, bit more of a fuss here. Yeah, but, um, just nothing. It's a bit of a strange one. Yeah. There you go. Um, you preempted my next bullet point earlier, Key, because it just simply reads: Lilith's kitchen is rustic AF. Oh, AF, of course, meaning as F. <laughs> um, and I've just put nice. Um, it is very rustic, very oh, farmhouse kitchen for a Boston, you know, suburb. Gorgeous. I love the colours. It's very, I think, autumnal in its design. Big time. Like I can just imagine like dead leaves outside. Yeah, I really got that crunch, vibe. The crunch of the leaves underfoot as you're walking up. 
Oh, you know, wrapped really? up warm, putting your coat and your scarf on a little coat. Oh, I love it. Oh my god, yeah, putting your pot back on the pot stand. This is the, <laughs> this is the perfect autumn. <laughs> uh, re-season those crepe pants, people. Um, we now learn there were some kids playing out in the street. Freddie has spent many a happy hour observing their play patterns from his window. Just to flag that, can you hear like a drilling in the background? Where you are? Is it okay? No, I can't hear a drilling. Oh, that's fine. My neighbour downstairs, I think, has started drilling. And I just wonder if you could hear it. But <laughs> if you can't hear it, it's all good. It's all good. Um, yeah, so these kids that are playing outside that Freddie's yeah. been observing the play patterns of. Yeah. I mean, hilarious line. But did you ever play out much as a kid, Key? Because I was sadly robbed of this because no one I went to school with lived near me. Yeah, um, I, I whereas did. my brother did. He was like, he lived the quintessential British, like, growing up life in a village. No, um, I I never did. Um, I, I don't know. It just never really came up, to be honest. No one was knocking on your door. No, clearly not. No, no one was ringing the on, mate, I'd be knocking on your door. Well, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be sponsored by the postcode lottery, but I would be, you know, <laughs> coming in because oh, I was going to go for a kickabout. I, I vaguely remember as I got older, like uh, a couple of mates of ours would like knock on the door and say, "Oh, do you want to come for a kickabout?" But yeah, certainly when we were Freddie's age, I don't ever remember that never happened. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know if that's well, it would have been. Like, we would have been the same age in the nineties. This is when this is taking place. I don't know if times changed. Maybe. Is the world more dangerous than it was in the nineties? I feel like the world has always been dangerous. Yeah, I, just, I don't know. It's um, again, maybe it's a different social thing that maybe. The UK in the 90s, we just didn't do it as much. Or maybe me and you just weren't as popular as we thought. Maybe. <laughs> Everyone else was going out. It was just me and you at home, like, waiting for the phones to ring. Only like, they were playing too far line, away for me know? to observe the play patterns. So, you know. I can see some dots, but I'm not sure. <laughs> it was really lose-lose. Um, Lilith keeps the Valium of the contraceptives. Um, just a, a very amusing kind of oxymoron there. Um, she, she needed the last one just to make it to pick up the application. I'll assume you meant the Valium. <laughs> that is a phenomenal line. Um, really, really good. I think it's mostly because we just cannot conceive of a sexualized Lilith. Um, at least until room service, when we certainly can conceive of it. Um, but at this point, it's difficult. And I think this this kind of joke really lands. Um, I really, really like this. Um, it, well, yeah, what's, uh, tell everyone now what Freddy is going to do instead of playing outside. He's going to watch something and do oh, something. Is he going to watch Pocahontas and write a satirical essay on the historically inaccurate? A satiric essay? The <laughs> way he delivers that line. Um, I've not actually seen Pocahontas. Which I've is not a seen Pocahontas. Bit of a, bit of a classic, I mean, probably problematic these days. Yeah, I, I imagine it is. I, stuff. I feel like... Yeah, I mean, I think that's a given, really. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, that's just how a and, lot of Disney, early Disney went. And I feel like we need to give a shout-out to Niles here for how well he reacts to this situation. Like, she has completely dropped him in it with this turkey. Yeah. And he has just embraced the moment. Like, where do you keep your saffron? Where do you keep your shallots? Let's, where do you keep your 10-foot pole? Let's crack on and do this, people. I yeah I made a note of him looking for the saffron actually just because it's obviously so expensive. Um, yeah, I kind of had mixed feelings because we know Niles is a bit of a gourmand and he's a very good chef. But in this episode, he knows what he's looking for, but he doesn't seem very, at least at first to me, the way he's like handling the turkey, he seems quite inept. It's only when it's in the oven and he's like chef kissing that things have it, come together. It's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? It's like they're trying to make the joke that he has absolutely no idea what he's doing and then realise that was out of character with Niles and tried to make a joke about him being a perfectionist. Yeah. And it wasn't, it's like they weren't quite sure which way he, they wanted to go with it. 
Mm. It's a little bit, yeah, it's a little bit mixed up. Um, yeah. but I mean, not in a in a in a, an annoying way. Um, I think Nar, if Nars wasn't in this B plot, there's not a fat lot going on. You know, Nars in the kitchen is is kind yeah. of a nice thing to keep returning to away from yeah, Mars. Martin. Barely appears to be honest. Yeah, he it doesn't have much to do. Very much just Niles filling the gaps. Nars kind of just physical comedy in the kitchen, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um. So. We we now go to Dr. Campbell's house. I mean, truly the most the poshest man you could ever conceive of, I think. Um, certainly the poshest person ever appears on Frasier. I just love Ca- Campbell, man. Like just the way he delivers his lines, like the conflict you got from a highly Lasse. Like just he's unbelievable. Um, a skilled veterinarian could still save it. Um, just love this guy. What are your thoughts? I, I wish I, really like, I could I give don't... him actor pick. I would have given him actor pick, actually. Yeah. Um, Maybe we need to change these rules, man. Maybe we do. We, we, we've literally fettered our own discretion here. Well, <laughs> you know what? Let's just bear that in mind. I'm sensing a rule change. Okay. <laughs> because we can't keep denying us. We've said that about four will, times. Will we get to the stage, though, where we're at the end of like, the season, we're going, and you go on to Dr. Campbell, and you're saying, who the hell is Dr. Campbell? <laughs> Campbell. I, Colin uh, yeah. Campbell wasn't he a hurdler? <laughs> Maybe we should get listeners to kind of tell us what whether we should break the rule or keep the rule to the. Uh, they have yeah. to have appeared in more than one episode. Yeah. Um, let us um, know, listeners. But yeah, um, um, do you like Campbell? Okay, I do like Campbell. I think I think he is the best thing about this episode. Is him one hundred percent from him? Yeah. I think he carries the episode a little bit. I, he I, really does. I think he's excellent, and I don't think. And I actually think if you if we if we stick to our rule and you can't choose him, I was thinking I'd have a really difficult time choosing actor pick because everyone is just revolving around him. I don't think anyone else really jumps into the spotlight in their own right. He is the center of the stage here. Yeah, and everything is just everything supplements him. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's an int- I really do like him as a character. He's wonderful. It's- Spot on. Um, I mean, a couple of couple of contradictions, I think, with some of the things he says. He mentions that certain generous benefactors will be given preference, but then he balks at the idea that he's ever accepted a bribe later in the episode. I mean, there's only one way I read generous benefactors, and I'm afraid it is wealthy people that pa- patronise the school um, with, with money. Um, I, I think he would so. see it as a slight difference, and it's a completely artificial nuance, I think. Yeah, of they are not doing it on one specific occasion to get a kid in. It's a sustained over yeah sustained mm. period of time, and therefore they are looked upon favorably as a consequence. Makes sense. It's just um, basically like giving and, the people that can bribe a lot <laughs> the privilege. Yeah. Um, it, it, they don't do it particularly well. They're bribed, just handing it to him in like a little envelope. Like, yeah, this this <laughs> bit of garnish. <laughs> just Frazier just trying to hand him this. How much do you reckon they offered? I was going to ask this. I was going to ask yeah. this. Um, I really don't know. In my head, I have a feeling. I would. I would say a thousand dollars. I was going to go much higher. Um, really? I thought they'd be offering like five to ten grand. I th- I thought it was just to be a little like a little but palm yours... warmer. Yours makes a lot more sense given how insulted he is in every sense of the word. In every sense of the word. But I mean, yeah, like even he might be that rich that even 10k would be insulting to him. But there's just something about a grand that's like not quite enough, but it is quite a lot in general terms. Um, yeah. So I don't know. That's a really good question, listeners. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to. I'd love to speak to someone who worked on this episode if they had a figure in mind, because um, that would just be so good. Uh, the the senator phones now. 
rules may not mean anything on Capitol Hill, <laughs> but they're still mean something to me. Lovely line. Yeah. Um, you know, just I, skewering I just the American political system. I could just listen to this guy talk all day. Have you seen the episode of Friends he's in? Uh, which one is he in Friends? He plays Rachel's boss when she works at like um, around season four, maybe, when she dates Joshua, um, when she's like a personal buyer. Oh, yeah. Yes. And he's like, he gets tickets. Uh, oh, that's it. He's, he's, the, he's the grandfather or father of Emily, who Ross gets engaged to. Um, oh, yeah. And that's how he basically t- makes Rachel take Ross, her out, but she can't go. So Ross goes with her instead and then they end up falling in love. Um, but he has tickets to the ballet. As he goes, I've got two tickets to Fledermaus. Mouse. <laughs> that's the name of the, the ballet. Um, is, yeah, I think I, I'm right saying he's far more of a stage actor than he is. He has that presence, TV. doesn't he? Yeah. yeah and, and just looking through his Wikipedia very quickly now, hmm. there's a lot of a stage history on here and really? not that much film TV. He does um, have a very theatrical air, yeah. I think. Um, it, you know, it's just a testament to him, isn't it, that he is fundamentally a stage actor, but he's coming into someone else's like playing territory, so to speak, and mm. he's just bossing it and he's just taking center stage. He really is like he's dominating. upstaging Kelsey and Lilith here. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's so rare, anyone, yeah, but... particularly Lilith, whenever she's in it, that anyone can. Oh yeah, stage, but he does it with ease. It's fantastic. He's so good. Do I sound flexible? Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I've just put here. He just said he loves benefactors, but he's also like you know again. But as I think you're spot on that he's uh he's he balks at the idea of a one-off bribe. But if you do it over ten years, <laughs> keep the coffers you know overspilling, please. Um, Freddie, it's a nosebleed. When was the last time you had a nosebleed, Key? I, I feel like we've talked about this in the podcast before. I've had one recently, though, so I can talk about that. But I want to ask you. It's, it's been a while. It's been a few years. Some people have never had one. Do not find I, that really I insane. Find I used to get them a lot in the summer when it was like a bit drier. Yeah. And and I'd get like a headache for like a week building up to it. And I know one was coming on. And then the headache would like release after I've had the nosebleed. Mm. Um, but Ooh. touch wood. Um, I've I'm been... touching it. I've been okay recently, so fingers crossed that conti- my good streak continues. Let's hope. Let's hope. I, I do think that Freddie, it's I'm not convinced that the fridge opens at such an angle and with sufficient speed so as to cause a nosebleed. I think he has to literally it has to hit his nose, doesn't it? Yeah. And I don't um, think like it would push it would his nose you, against his head. It would hit you. I mean, the listeners can't see this, but the bottom of your nose, the actual bit of the nose, like not the ridge. It wouldn't hit you on the ridge, I don't think. So I'm not convinced that would do the trick. I... What to make to make it bleed? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I feel like my nose is very delicate and doesn't take a lot to start bleeding. Okay, um, I'll tell you what. Let's go into your kitchen, mate. I'm just going to test this out because <laughs> I, I'm not the convinced that this will work. I'm, I mean, I'm with you. I'm. I'm I'll remain sceptical. Um, I mean, I, I got one recently. You'll have seen Key on, on Instagram. I handed in my my thesis and stuff. Yeah, congratulations. Um, thank you very much. I, I'm really not like just trying to career favor by saying that on X. It is relevant. When I was collecting the paper copy, I had a mask on. I, I was in the office with my um my supervisor, and we're just chatting for about an hour about ideas for future projects and stuff. And I think it was just hot and dry. And I just I sniffed behind my mask and I went, sorry, John, I think I'm getting a nosebleed there. And I just like popped popped my hand underneath the mask and checked. I was like, yep, I am. Um and it was just like, yeah, just like what the hell? Like this is such a momentous day and occasion. And here I am with a nosebleed in my supervisor's office. So um but there you go. That was the last time I had one. Um 
Oh, this is a great line now from Lilith. Um, she says, Fraser, you'll rob us of the joy of the moment. It'll be our wedding night all over again. I mean, yeah, absolutely devastating. <laughs> what is it he's robbing them the joy of again? It's by analysing every little detail. That's it. Um, analysing what their interaction with, with Campbell. Uh, yes. Yes. Because yeah. they, they come back, they think they've nailed it. And he's in, but the one thing that we could have done better, you overanalyze the moment, you're going to rob us of any pleasure of it. So. That is so devastating. Um, I mean, they returned to Gamble's house, um, Golda Meir, who was the first Iranian prime minister, female Iranian prime minister, was she? Um, Uh, Was it Iranian? I thought... Was it Iraq? Israeli? Oh, Israeli. Israeli. I could be completely wrong. No, you're you're definitely correct. And that's just an immense sociopolitical faux pas I've just made there. Um, Former prime minister of Israel, yes, absolutely. Okay. she was the yeah, so first she was the fourth prime minister of Israel. I'm assuming the first um the first female. Yeah, Israel's only woman to hold the office of prime minister. Um described as the iron lady of Israeli politics. There you go. Um Goldemeyer is Goldemeyer is a is a brand, right? Um is it Goldemeyer. Yeah. I thought we just discussed that she was... Sorry, I mean, Oscar, Oscar Mayer. Oscar I, I didn't know. Is this a joke? Because I wasn't entirely sure. Is it a joke like about Oscar Mayer wieners? I think it's a... Yeah, I think it, Oscar Mayer is a, is, a, is a company, isn't it? Like a food meat company. Yeah, because um, like, oh, I wish I were an Oscar Mayer wiener. Yeah, it's they make like hot dogs and things. So I think the yeah. joke is they're just misprint... They're like Frenching or, you know, whatever the surname up. And just yeah. saying Oscar Mayer. Um, it's like Oscar was the first day that came to you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so some really, some really good stuff happening here. Um, some more gold Campbell lines. Um, me and Jacko, I've mentioned this, but there's a few lines from Frazier he and I quote all the time. This one, where he's like, remarkably so, since that was the chair you weren't sitting in. <laughs> and that and the highly Selassie line. Absolutely ruined me mad. I um and I'm beginning to loathe the side of both of you. <laughs> uh, just so good, man. And of course, his catchphrase as he closes the door. What does he uh, say? Um, isn't it oh good? Then you'll have no trouble interpreting this. That or Marbury, thanks you for oh, your interest. Yeah. We know that that means. <laughs> so, I, so I love good. the derision and his voice he goes, that would be Oscar my ear. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar, my uh, <laughs> I mean, he seems so out of touch because he's so posh that would he actually even have heard of Oscar Mayer? Because all his food will be like, you know, jelly meats and yeah. he'll never buy that processed crap. So I don't, but I mean, surely he has. Oscar Mayer's a, a famous company in, in the US. Um, back in the kitchen, Freddie's got hives. Um, something about the word hives and what it connotes really creeps me out. Like, I find it intensely horrible. Um, yep. I'm imagining, like, a honeycomb pattern of of, yeah. of rash. And- I, like, oh. I think, like, a honeycomb, but, like, a blisters. Oh, God, that's horrible. Um, that's so it's, visceral. It's so wonderfully named, I think. It's oh, for man. what it is. Like, whoever named that got it spot on. Well done to them. Like, even the word, because, you see, that kind of evolutionary aversion to like oh that's horrible you know like when you see a bit of roadkill in your brain like even before you know your brain is like oh get get away from that because you know it's it's death that's what i feel when i hear the word hives i'm not sure i've ever had hives um no i don't think i've ever had i don't know how you get them 
Um, I would assume it has to be an allergic reaction. I think it must be, yeah. Or like, like in know, this instance where it's with anchovies. Or intense stress. I think some people can break out in them yeah. in stress. I think Niles makes a joke about them at some point. Um, so were you going to say something a minute ago? I feel like you were... Um, I don't... I don't I know. I, I, I just worry I was uh, cutting you off. Um, no, no. I mean, we do get the line, gold in my ear, gold in my ass. Gold in my ass, which is a lovely throwback to Loire Valley, my ass, from <laughs> Philip Hayson and his uh, his gallery. I know Steve will love that uh, if he's listening. Um, yeah, we have the cufflink line now. Unbelievable. And as I've already quoted, a turkey so undercooked, a skilled veterinarian could still save him. I love variations of this line. I've heard it quite a lot. Um, you know, it's quite common. I've heard Gordon Ramsay say something similar. It just always gets a laugh out of me. Um, you know, I love this. Um, back in the kitchen, Niles is really quite interested to know because Thanksgiving is about a month before Christmas, yeah. But yeah, and they, they have like a full turkey. Mm. Does that not mean Christmas Day itself is somewhat diluted? And it's like, because I'm like, because the only time I have a proper turkey is Christmas and mm, in the week same. or so after Christmas where I'm eating exclusively turkey sandwiches oh, that are left yeah. over from Christmas, which is even better than Christmas dinner itself. But oh, that's, yeah. that's a topic for another day. Um, it's because I don't have turkey the rest of the year to savour that moment. So in, for Americans, because you've had it a month before, does it tarnish it? Is it a little bit less special because you've just had turkey? Mm. Get, 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 let us know, listeners. Get in touch. I mean, I, I couldn't speculate here. I have no idea. So I'm just floating this out there. Is it maybe more common in the US to vary the meat for Christmas dinner, whereas we are pretty invariable turkey over here, whereas Thanksgiving in America is like our Christmas where it's always turkey. Um, and I wonder maybe Christmas Day, they have a little bit more creativity and think, you know, it doesn't quite matter what we eat. I don't know. Or is it like a, a double turkey situation? I mean, are they um, coming out with like just a ham and cheese toasty on Christmas Day? Oh, I mean, guys, if you're hungry enough, <laughs> I'd eat it. Um, so, listeners, let us know. You know what's the deal with your your Thanksgivings and your Christmases? Um, yeah, Niles chef kissing his own work, lovely. And then he's looking around the kitchen for the missing turkey when he he leaves, and then they they take it. Um, this is like a nice setup. I like how they've kind of got this going. Niles has been making this turkey all afternoon, and now they're rushing back to get it for for Campbell. This has payoff for me. Um, it doesn't feel like they've shoehorned a joke in here. Um, like I didn't see this coming, and like I think it's just quite quite funny. Um, and then obviously now back at Campbell's house, there's a huge Thanksgiving feast argument brewing, um, led by the inimitable Jane Lynch, who is looking quite young here. You know, we, we're used to seeing her in, in Glee, like 10, 15 years later, um, and other things. But um, just yeah, she's really she's a real B in this scene, um, isn't she? I mean, they all are. But what do you make of this this conflict? Ooh. Yeah, I, I mean, it's an awkward one. Is I mean, I think Jane Lynch. Am I right thinking Jane Lynch is the one whose kid got in to Barclay? Yes, correct. And you know, she thinks Barclay is a very charming little school. Little school. Um, Damn your condescension. I don't know whether it would have been funny if. I don't know whether this works or whether it would have worked that when Frasier was sort of slagging off Barclay, mm. that it turns out that one of them was like the headmistress of Barclay. That would have been, I don't know if that would have been funnier, if that would have paid off a little bit better, that they've they've just screwed up their second choice. Oh well. my God, that would have been really good. If you're setting, if you want filet mignon, you can hardly set off a brown chuck. Yeah. Um, that would have been so good, actually. Like, I don't like the fact he gives Freddie a place like 
Yeah, it, all it the stipulations he gives them that that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, he, he just seems to completely contradict his own opinion. Unless he was convinced that, irrespective of what they said, he was going to give them him a place anyway. Mm. And this is just him cutting to the chase and getting them to leave him alone. Um, but if he's actually changed his mind simply to stop them bothering him, mm. I find it incredibly difficult that he would have completely jeopardised his own relationship with who I've always, I always sort of assume they were his daughters, but they could be daughter-in-law. It's not entirely that's, clear. That's think. true, actually. It's not. It's not clear. Um, but it's. Although, actually, no. I suppose Cynthia refers to him as Colin, so that maybe suggests it's not his daughter. Maybe it's just like a, a you know, a, a, an alumnus dinner or patrons dinner for new starters, or I don't know. But then, obviously, the Barkley kids there. So, um, yeah. In any in any event, I, I've always taken it to be his family. Um, yeah, and. I find it very hard to believe that he would be willing to make an exception for Freddie just to stop the little Fraser bothering him, whereas he was willing to jeopardise his entire family's happiness for the sake of his principles. So, I, yeah, to the extent that if, if he has just changed his mind for the purpose of this, um, I don't like it. Yeah, I, I, I really don't know what to make of this ending. Um it doesn't quite wash for me. Um, and I really love Campbell and I love this episode, but um, yeah, not sure. Listeners, do you think Freddie should have got his place? Do you think he should be going to the Barclays school? Or do you prefer Key's ending, which I absolutely do, where he doesn't get into either? Um, he has to go to a bloody normal school like the rest of us. Um, what's the what's the last bullet point? Oh, yeah, the only, the only guy I respect at this table is the husband of the Barclays school. I was like, oh, shut up, Elliot. He just doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't he's, want to be there. I don't respect he doesn't that. doesn't want to be there. He wants to sip his wine, <laughs> eat his turkey and F off. And I'm like, yes, good for you, he man. He literally just came for the food. That was it. And I respect that. And that really dusty bottle of Chateau... Chateau... De... Oh, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, I, I was really hoping you wouldn't ask me it because I tried to write it down and just didn't get it. So It's not a Chateau... I don't think it's a Chateau Lafitte. It might be a Chateau Lafitte, actually. I think um, it could be Lafitte. It was Chateau Lafitte. I, no. I, I don't know. Something like Lafayette. It wasn't Latour. It wasn't a Pap. It must. It must have enough to Pap. It must have been. Lafayette. It was a. It was a cracking Merlot. That's oh, cracking Merlot. <laughs> um, I've I've can't remember ever watching this post cred scene now. With Campbell drinking the wine and then noticing the chair. Um, I don't remember him noticing the chair. I remember him drinking the wine and being sort of slumped over. But I don't oh, remember really? Noticing the chair. Yeah, yeah. This little bird has no beak. Um, he's now just spotted the the beakless bird. Is this episode in your top 10, K? It is not in my top 10, though. No. no, it's not in mine, but I think it's very good, personally. Um, it's high for me. And I know this is going to be in a few top 10s for listeners. I don't, it's um, fine. For me, it just lacked a little bit of substance. And I feel that, as I say, Campbell does all the heavy lifting here. Yeah. I don't think anyone else is... I don't think any of the main cast are particularly spectacular. Mm. This is very much Colin Campbell's time. It's a, it's a vehicle times. for a cameo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actor pick then. This is the big oh, question, isn't okay. it? Really? So what are we doing? Are we allowing Colin Campbell or are we... Because obviously listeners can't cast their opinion until after we've it... made our decision here. Is it unfair until to allow Colin Campbell when there are so many other great, great cameos that we've not allowed? For instance... Um... What kind of geek wants that? Oh, that kid, I love him so much. Uh, really love um, the kind of geek that we operate in your prostate someday. Um, still, aren't I? No, oh, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. I am... Oh. 
do we exclude him and then have like a, a special episode and we do like our top cameos? Love that idea. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. So my pick with Campbell aside was Lilith. Um, okay. Just because, as we've said a million times, whenever she's in an episode, she lifts thing. She lifts the performances of the, of the other cast because they're all responding to her presence. Um, she's just so dry. Every delivery is funny. Lilith for me. Okay, I am going to go with Frasier just for the way he bounces off Lilith. He has a couple of funny lines. and mm, He does. I, li- he, I like that he mixes the delivery up quite a bit. Like the, this little bird has no beak compared to yeah. gold on my ass. Like gold on my ass. You need a nice little mix and variation. But by and large, as I say, I think Campbell is the standout star. And it would have been, if not for these infernal rules, which we can set upon ourselves. Mm. Well, um, I, I am an, I'm the knob who started it all, so <laughs> blame me. Um, yeah, if not for that, it would have been it would have been Colin Campbell. But um, yeah, I'll go with Frasier. Some of the deliveries you just said just reminded me. Someone uploaded on the subreddit yesterday a compilation of all of Fraser's, Fraser's shouts, like, you know, gunplay in my living room or I am wounded. It's just the one where he's in the Bowstead. I can't remember the episode when he goes, buffet. <laughs> so obviously, he's going somewhere as a buffet or like they want to organise a buffet. It's like, buffet. Um, absolutely incredible. It's quite an iconic scene. I should remember it. Um, but so funny. Uh, Kennedy Burlink, our man on the ground. What did he make of this episode? And what private school did he attend? I feel that what Kennedy was um, was homeschooled by just the finest people of all time. Like, really, he was taught politics by the prime minister of the age. Wow, um, you know his school trips. He was running conferences at the UN. That's, you know, that's, <laughs> Not that's a model UN. No, no, the UN. Given the, the UN. Um, you know he sport. He had you know Johnny Wilkinson teaching him rugby. No, I see. He's, he, he's a quite a dab hand at rugby. Oh, actually, he's, he's fine, isn't he? I've so, seen him play league. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he's not bad. He's not bad at all. Well, Kennedy, thanks if you're interested. Okay? Thanks <laughs> for insight into his education. Um, who's crazy anyway? Uh, yeah. I struggled this week to pick something, but I've gone for I've gone for a word um, okay. that I think two people use, um, oh, okay. but I, uh, but only once each. Right. And it's damn, damn Ross, um, damn that Ross. <laughs> Buffet. Oh, I think I know this. Actually. I think I think you do. I think, did you just quote it a minute ago? I think I did. Wait, is it like Pamela and Cynthia? And they're like, yes. damn your condescension. Damn your jealousy. Damn your jealousy. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't talk right. to my wife that way. Oh, shut up, Elliot. Shut up, Elliot. Would you have got that if I hadn't have quoted it, do you think? Oh, probably not. I, think I don't have, know. I think you might have. I think I'd have gone straight to like down the alleyway of focusing on the main cast. It's Campbell, always the... I've forgotten the other mm. six. And I keep saying six because I actually keep forgetting the kids are there as well. Yeah. Oh, wait, are the kids even there, actually? Yeah, the kids. Are. You do see them, don't you? Yeah. The, the, the one from Marbury gives the one from Barclay a real smug look. Yeah. And so... he's wiping off his face. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't condone violence towards each other. Um, Barkley Bulldog. That's what Bar- Barkley Bulldog versus the Marbury... Manticore. <laughs> I don't know why I went so mythological. <laughs> we could have had any other, any number of animals on this planet. Um, but yes, Key, you're right. You're right. It's uh, it's Cynthia and Pamela. Um, shall we jump over to listener mail this week? Okay. Uh, yeah, let's do it, mate. 
Raz, who's our next caller? So we've uh, had quite a few um, messages from you this week. Not actually a massive, massive uh, mailbag. So we're going to be able to get through everything here, which is always good. Sydney Ass Basket writes, first of all, I'd like to wish the wonderful Key a very happy birthday. Oh, thank you I realise this will be read way later than the day itself, but many happy returns, young squire. Um, that's nice. Yeah, very nice. Thank you very, very much, very guys. Nice. As for head game, a couple of bits I have an opinion on from what was discussed. Daphne says about stage left, centre, orchestra, etc. for the opera when at the Sonics game. You guys questioned if she'd know this. I have two theories. One, she was in Mind Your Knickers on TV back in England, so maybe she went to some acting classes or did stage plays prior to TV, so have some theatre experience. Number two, those lines were meant for Niles, but as Niles had to be Frasier at short notice due to Kelsey's absence, they adapted it. Such good jokes that they couldn't go to waste. Maybe Niles was meant to say, I've read up on this Frasier, like in the episode with the ice fishing, where he knows all about the wall-eyed pike. Oh, Alex, I'll take bodies of water for 500. I like those theories, um, and both hold up to me. Yeah, I, that makes a lot of sense to me, actually. So yeah. I completely, completely agree. Um, so I really enjoyed Head Game, but like you gents, it's not a top 10 episode for me. Keep it up, boys. The Piano, Sydney. Um, next up, just thank you very much to, I think, is it uh, Plasman, Bentib, and is it Here I Am 07? Mm. Um, both just say thank, happy birthday. So thank you very much, guys. Really appreciate it. Um, next up, I think, next substantive comment I think we've got is Reclia, who says, yeah. um, Saying having the impossible dream in your top 10 is controversial. Um, don't mean to toot my own horn here, but don't think it, it beats my controversial pick from season 11. So that one might be interesting. See which one that one is. Mm, I, I have a feeling I know what it will be. Yeah. It'll either be, be, be Freudian sleep or Croc Tales, I reckon. Okay. Um, I reckon because Freudian sleep is a very controversial pick. Yeah. Um, but that's what I'm going to go with. Okay. Um, a little Thanksgiving, a forgettable episode for me. Mm. I wasn't particularly entertained by Frasier and Lilith's side of the story. Uh, Nars's quest to perfect the turkey and the constant accidents with Frederick were the better parts. Mm. I don't want to preempt um, what Hammy is going to say in his, but I know MK and he both really love this episode. Um, so there's a lot of, yeah, and I, I personally do as well, you know. Um, I, like, this, this, like, is, this think... is definitely going to be my top eight of this season. I just, I think maybe I came into it with too high expectations. Maybe um, that's that's was, often the case with this re- rewatch podcast. Yeah, I, I was thinking, oh, it's going to be a fantastic episode. I remember I really liked this one, and then just not as much happens as I thought. Really, mm, yeah, um, no, I, I think that's fair. Um, Cinnamon Sable writes, a very happy birthday to you, Key. Wishing you happiness and luck on your birthday, and always without even having to rub Niles's head. Ah. Oh. Very nice, Cinnamon Sable. Thank you very much. If I ever get the chance to rub David Hyde-Pierce's head, I, I'm going to take it. Just to right. be clear. <laughs> Goodness me. <laughs> um, next up, I think we have uh, Blue North, who says, um, great episode, guys. Since you discussed Robin Williams, I thought I'd chime in with the personal story. I'm from the San Francisco Bay area, and the classic restaurant scene from Mrs. Doubtfire was filmed at Bridges Restaurant in my hometown of Danville, California. Whilst filming that movie, Robin Williams spent some time here. He was active in the Make-A-Wish Foundation and got connected with a family whose child was sick. He befriended from someone from that family who was my high school's chemistry teacher. Um, so throughout the 90s and the early and the noughties, Robin Williams would occasionally come by the school, high school campus, riding around on a tricycle and cheering everybody up. In addition to that, many people here have stories about running into him at the shops and around town, and everyone says he was just the nicest, funniest, 
and most generous guy. That brings a tear to my eye, man. Just a legend, Robin Williams. I miss him so much. I miss him like he was a member of my family. Honestly, I don't think I've ever been affected by a celebrity death in the way that I was by Robin Williams. Like, just... I think he's such... in, In many ways, he feels like a family member because of the impact he had on all of our childhoods because everyone grew up watching him, you know? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, just what a guy. Just, I don't know anyone who has a bad word to say about him. Just what a no. guy. Wonderful, wonderful man. And, and greatly missed. Um, Rosalone22 writes, Good evening. I'm finally caught up on the podcast and dashed over here to comment, only to realise I don't even know how to use Reddit. I signed up just because of you guys. Anyway, thanks to a kind stranger, here I am. I have so many comments which will be frequent and vivid, but I'll keep this one short. I was introduced to your podcast after stumbling onto the Fraser Fan Club Facebook page and was immediately hooked. I just missed the live episode, but I'm hoping to be able to join the next one. For the record, Key, Focus Group is one of my favourite episodes. Cheese, yes. most certainly not just cheese and the sicilian defense is also the only chess move i know will i'm team slippers and also love rainy days love that a bit of a kind of non non-partisan you yeah. know a little bit for both of us there but i think just three for me oh um, i'm just saying just here saying. we go <laughs> needless to say i've been fangirling over you guys for the better part of two months i love your banter and your tangents are hilarious it's so great to know that there are a bunch of people out there that love this show as much as i do thank you for making a very rough few months not so rough i listened to you in the car with my son he says where's key when i pick him up from the school <laughs> oh, I love that. hey where, where's will <laughs> <laughs> we don't need will <laughs> i'm joking i love that anyway we're coming up on a few of my favorite episodes Episodes. I can't wait for you to take them on. Good night. Um, so, such a lovely love, comment. Love that comment. Look at you, Key. You're beloved by the school children I'm of America. Gonna say, I'm going to go <laughs> around with a tricycle and cheer people up on rainy days. Um, oh, no. Thank you. So, that's a lovely, lovely comment. And I love really the bit. Um, I say, um, I also love rainy days because uh, it's my, I need to get in at least one Simpsons quote every episode. Mm. Um, I love the episode. Do you know where it's like, is it like the mysterious voyage of Homer when he has the chili and he Unbelievable goes, and he decides that Marge isn't his soulmate and he needs to find someone. He calls up and he goes, well, I also enjoy rainy days. And no, no, I don't enjoy dad <laughs> or dad either. I'm going to hang up now. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what he's being told. Something like Ross whispers to Martin, like what she's done and we never yeah. hear it. Um, um, really lovely comment. Next up um, is Cam Winston. Hi lads. You were talking about accents some more. And a listener mentioned Wales. I remember when I was at school and my best friends at the time. Oh no. Uh, oh was no. From Golgolo? Golgolo? In Gwynedd. In Gwynedd. In um, Northwest Wales? Yeah, Northwest Wales. <laughs> I wasn't sure if that was like a place. No, a place. no, that's unpronounceable. It's <laughs> yeah, Northwest, Northwest Wales. Wales. Um, so probably was... near Conway or somewhere. Okay, yeah. I am so so sorry to the people of Wales for my <laughs> butchering of what I've gone with. I've even forgotten what I said. Dogolo. Um, he had a friend from Wales uh, who yeah. was do. a brilliant footballer and played age group representative for Mid Wales until his move to New Zealand. Where um, other stuff? Uh, you mentioned the lack of punch in an episode of Frasier. If Frasier, if Frasier's not in it, I wholeheartedly agree with this. As Frasier's my favourite character. And after all, the show is based around it, right? Mm. Um, read superstitions. I have a few sporting ones, to be honest. Um, what I do now is when I get ready for ice hockey, my socks have to go over the tongue of my skates and not behind, followed by the tape. Now, this is a must. Back in my football and cricket days, 
I would always wear a sweatband on my arm and it had to be white. It had to be on the left arm and it had to be halfway up between my wrist and my elbow. If it slipped down, I had to stop it and fix it before continuing. Oh my goodness, man. Peace. And as always, up the villa, hammy. Wow. Absolutely lovely stuff there. Um, I'm just going back through my little chat with um with Hammy and Corey, just trying to see. No, I can't see anything. Um, we'll have to get to the bottom of that. Um, but uh, not that like it's a problem. Obviously, Corey, you do this voluntarily. We love you. Um, I'm more just sad at the idea that you've sent me questions somewhere and I've just completely disregarded your work for this week. So um, hopefully I haven't done that. Um, Key, I've just gone off the tab. Is that the last question? Um, Thank you everyone so much for writing in this week as always lovely to hear from you next week it will be season four episode eight our father whose art ain't heaven Um, good episode I think you know decent ish um, a little bit of a filler but um, I do I do quite like this one. Yeah, I don't remember that much about it off the top of my head in terms of the... Other than the spooky Cordova. Um, yeah, pretty the, much, yeah. The ball paint. So it'll be nice to come to it with fresher eyes, I feel, than this song, which I felt like I remembered quite well. I do feel like it is like kind of textbook filler Frasier episode, but there's some like there's a deep comfort for me with the filler episodes because yeah. there's no like when we watch Ham Radio, there's this huge expectation to like, you know, you're watching one of the best episodes. You've got to you've got to be attentive to every scene and every line. And sometimes, you know, you just need to smooth the brain a little with a filler episode. You know what I'm saying? Um, so we will be looking forward to that. Um, but other than that, I've been Will. I've been Key. Thank you very much for listening to We're Listening. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Oh, my. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegs. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs.